Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes. How you feeling? Yeah, good, man. Good. That's a lie, but good. You? <laughs> they don't care how you actually feel. No, I know. Lockdown's shit, man. I'm fucking nah, out of it, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, the the break free is complicated. I haven't even looked at it properly. There's loads of writing. I, I know. It's, don't worry. If they made a video, then... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, wait for the bullet point version. Or I'll, I'll type one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good news anyway, just to, do you know what I mean? Just got to hold it down, hold down this. Hold it down, uh, do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it, it's just a way sort of to accept bad shit. It's just go, yeah, it's got to hold just it go, down. Just go, <laughs> exactly. It's like, like um, got sacked from my job, uh, got bailiffs knocking at the door. Just, uh, just got, just got girls on. left. Yeah, you just got to hold it down, really. Just yeah. carrying as normal. <laughs> Not, everything's changed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this isn't normal. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. But just, you know, just just crack on, mate. You just you got to crack You just got to crack yourself off. <laughs> we should do the intro, man. Let's do the intro. <laughs> yeah, that's a good time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, today's guest is someone very special. Mm. All right? Someone who that. hails from the friendliest nation in the world. That's right, you guessed it, Canada or Canada for the untrained traveller's ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Travelling on foot via plane across land, sea and sky, this person has now become an adopted UK household name, appearing in such shows as 8 out of 10 cats, QI, yeah. Mock wow. the Week. Yeah. Classics. Would I lie to you? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No. Live at the Apollo. Yeah. And that's, that's just naming a small portion. So and that's just Hammersmith. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. But... Her talents don't end there, mate. Yeah. Mm-mm. Not only is she a pro-level comedian, but she's also an actor, a writer, and yes, you guessed joking. it. Joking. Because the name is quite literally in the title of this podcast. It's the violently talented Catherine Ryan. Come <laughs> on. Hello. Hello. Hey. hey. Hi. Yes. How are you guys? Yeah, good. good. We were just talking about Hugo's not as comfortable as you. Oh, I know. Yeah. Listen, I just saw Rupert's email that's like, we're going to record videos. Is that okay? And I was like, Ugh, it's totally fine, but I'm just going to be in the bed. 
Yeah, well, just oh, yeah, so you guys fine. know out there, if you're only listening, Catherine hasn't got a smidgen of makeup on and looks immaculate. Always. <laughs> yeah. No, I do have someone paid me, so I had makeup on today. I will put it on for money. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. I yeah. take my clothes off for money. So it's I would do that too. People pay me to keep them on. Do you know what I was thinking? You know how people do brand partnerships and stuff? Like, yeah. who are you wearing? Nothing. Prada. I yeah. feel like a good pitch for me now, age 37 and kind of a boomer, is like I will take money from brands to avoid wearing their shit. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you know, like I'm gonna start threatening brands and be like, Yeah. What's up, boohoo.com? I'm going to wear that mini skirt and tag it in a photo unless you give me $10. Yeah. You give me the bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's been going on for you since, I mean, it's been over a year now, right? Lockdown. Um, how has it all been going for you? I can't complain because... I'm in a happy relationship, a safe relationship. I'm not a frontline worker. I haven't completely lost my job, though I've lost several of my jobs. You know what I mean? But yeah, what can yeah. we say? Yeah. Um, it's been all right. I, I worry that people have been radicalized, which I kind of think was the idea all along. And that if anyone was introverted before, now that they've released this four-step plan or whatever, I think people are afraid to go out June 21st. They're like, oh, wait a minute. Wow. Uh, and I think it will be weird for people to be in large groups again. Do you, when you watch like TV shows that were obviously whatever filmed 10 years ago, whatever, do you, when I see like a large group thing or someone, I don't know, talking and spit flying the other person, I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I have progressively been more and more like, oh, that's... That yeah, where they hugging? Hacked. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Swimming? How are they? Yeah, that's a bit. That's it's too far. Kind of disgusting that we used to just let people out with fevers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I now agree. that we check for fevers, I'm kind of yeah. like, wait a minute, we were just letting people have fevers. Yeah, I'm fuming if someone gets on the same tube as me with a cough. Generally, yeah. I'm or like sneezing. Well, do, do you know what? Yeah. But like, it's uh, more acceptable to worry about that now like where you know like me and Hugo had a studio session and obviously we're in bubble because we work together we had a studio session the other day and like kindly he said oh it's not COVID I've been tested I've got a bit of a cold so I'd rather not come in and I was like oh thank god like usually it'd be like it's just a cold it's fine and I'd have to yeah. put up with it and have a cold for the next five days afterwards yeah yeah <laughs> no yeah you always cancel you were the office hero if you went in with a cold or a flu or even, yeah. you know, you could be, you could have leprosy. They'd be like, well, thank <laughs> God Jack is here because we really got to finish these papers. Like, yeah. yeah. And it would be like, like uh, I didn't take one day off this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. have leprosy. I'm showing a bit of bone, but I've worked really hard. Yeah. Do you know, in high school, we were from a very small, very small minded, very white town. Yeah. And you know what most white kids are like, we're lazy. And there were two Asian me young men who went to our school, boys, let's call them boys, because we were all really small. And they were, you know, from immigrant families, they worked harder, they studied harder, you know, they were great examples of like, A students. And there was a science test, and the one boy was late. 
And we thought, oh my gosh, because he always had the most perfect attendance, never missed a day, was never tardy, nothing. And it was a test day and he wasn't there. And even the teacher was like, you know, weirded out by it. And then just as the bell went, the door flung open and this boy was at the back of the room and he dragged himself to the front of the room, genuinely with his clothes torn and bleeding. And he said, I'm so sorry. I was in a car accident and wow. I made the fireman write me a note and he gave the teacher this note. Oh and the teacher was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, is the rest of your family okay? And he goes, oh, my family, we're not there. I was just walking and a car hit me. Like, oh I hit by a car just walking. And like, these uh. are the people who, God bless him. I'm sure he's doing all successful things. Actually, I know what he's up to now. He's in, like an important doctor. Yeah, but nevertheless, go. had he been sick, these are the people that need to be stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so true. Yeah. Me and Hugo are the polar opposite of that. Like the amount yeah. of ex- we used to work in a call center together, and the amount of excuses we gave. Yeah. Um, what one time Hugo, uh, he still says this is true to this day. No, it is true. It's it's true. <laughs> I was sitting there in the office, and they went, "Hugo's not coming in today because he's locked in his own house." <laughs> it's true though i was staying i was this sounds really sad but i was living at my friend's mum's house for a little bit he used to go out with us (laughs) (laughs) yeah she was good girl she was taught me about myself no um yeah and she went out to work and chubbed the door and there you go i was stuck in until didn't know where all the windows key windows were and all that you leave a window open yeah, you know? but we don't have sinister houses like that in Canada. We do not lock them from the outside. Because it's so friendly. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a friend's episode. You can always open the door. Well, yeah, we don't lock them from either side, I guess. But That's uh, bad. Because the thing is, you can't open, well, you know, in England anyway, most doors, if you close them, you don't really need to lock them because you can't open them from the outside anyway. Yeah. It's like, why are you locking it as well? Just we don't have that. We don't yeah. have it. Not from yeah. the inside, not from the outside. What about nighttime, though? We can lock them. Yeah. And we do, you know, I always lock the door at night, but they'll never trap you in or out. That's not a thing. What about, is that just a specific part of Canada you came from? Because like, what about in the city? I think everything's just newer. And so yeah. I think it's an old fashioned type of door that locks itself. Oh, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything's new in Canada. It was so weird for me when I moved to the UK. And not only were things old, but they were valued for being old. Like if we had a castle in Canada, we'd knock it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put a shopping mall there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. And I lived in a Gothic church conversion, like a listed wow. great. Oh no, it just means you can't have sky. But I thought it was <laughs> cool. I was like, oh my gosh, it's listed. It's so, and it was awful. It was old, and I mean, I needed to do a lot to it to get it yeah. to a standard that yeah. I could live in, and it was always. <laughs> It couldn't heat it, couldn't have satellite, all these different things. In Canada, we would never stand for that. It would never yeah. be a selling feature. Like, look at these stained yeah. glass windows. It would be like, sorry about this old church. We're going to burn yeah. it down. <laughs> you can get sky here, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. That's yeah. fine. That sounds quite haunted vibes, though, where you lived. It wasn't. I, I, I feel like I always have that. Like, if I'm, I quite like the thought of something that's like, Victorian and that, you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's got like a story behind it, but then I don't know, it feels quite sort of, even though I don't believe in ghosts, quite haunty. Mm. A lot I of think... people died there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this might have been a Church of England type of, I don't know what it was, but. Less ghosts. I, 
I feel mm. ghosts if there are ghosts, and I yeah. felt none. Yeah. I think it had been modernized enough. It was deconsecrated. My Nana made sure to check because I think a priest has to go in and take Jesus out. Right. So oh, you can right. cook so in there and live in there and fuck in otherwise, there. He's, otherwise he's knocking about for ages. Yeah, yeah. 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 You've got to get Jesus out before the double glazing goes in. <laughs> are you um are you quite religious then and do you believe in ghosts and stuff like that i believe in uh the possibility of all the things which i do not understand yeah so you know yeah. space ghosts yeah. aliens all that kind of i don't know you believe in space that's that's kind of you <laughs> i i hardly believe in space <laughs> yeah yeah it's nothing there it's just flat. it's flat come on we all know it <laughs> well i don't like and i've talked about this before and you get in a lot of trouble from the uh space exploration community because i dislike the amount of money that goes into space yeah. there's like a space force galaxy army out in space yeah 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 i really like yeah i hate that it comes from math so mm. i'm supposed to believe that a pencil and a paper, someone writing equations, some absolute nerd, makes equations and then extrapolates them and says, oh, the universe is a billion, million miles wide. And also with this equation, I saw this uh, article the other day that said two galaxies had collided and they were bleeding the cold gas of 10,000 suns. <laughs> and I just feel like, you know, know that. What does that mean? Yeah, and there is no way we can prove him wrong by reading that bit of paper. You just go, yeah. oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's, I think you, that are you sure about right that? To me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've done the math three times, checked yeah. out. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, do, do you know, there is something in that, though, that, um, the fact that, uh, that humans are constantly trying to look to, into space or like even like the sea and stuff like that, like anything that's unknown, right? Yeah. But not actually fixing the problems of like, just humans in general like you know anxieties or the way we think or, or stuff like that you know because that it, things can be pumped way more into that to for it yeah. to be a better place right yeah, or intuition true. like yeah yeah but they yeah, haven't even been to the bottom of the sea like what the fuck are you doing in space going <laughs> oh pluto's a star no pluto's a planet no actually uh jupiter's moon we feel oh that's the other thing the other day not yeah jupiter has 72 moons and the 72nd one they've decided is filled with octopuses. Wow. No way. That's that's Why that's not, not an official fact, is it? Yes, it is. No oh, way. Yes. Oh my god. I've become Isn't obsessed there... by science lies. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there another planet like that's yep. just casually been chucked in there yeah. that we didn't know about? See, because they didn't tell us anything for a while and they went, all the you know, we have all this space money. People yeah. want a new fact. What should it be? Yeah. Oh, well, we've got this intern who just discovered a planet. It was genuinely an intern. Wow. And they're going to take it back in a few years. They'll go, oh, forget it. No, yeah. that was just uh, a octopus. smudge. But we did yeah. name a chocolate bar after one of the planets. So that's quite cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the most delicious, yeah. I think. Really? Are you a Mars person? I don't love sweets. I would much rather savory, but... So. I like a Mars. Yeah. I like a Snickers. It's quite I old like school. Snickers. Not not saying you're old. I mean, it's quite like a I'm one, of the, one of the originals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a like a dime bar or a crunchy. Ooh, nice. I need the crunch. Yeah. That's dime bar is very international. Oh like yeah. That. It's quite Czech of you. I know yeah, it's yeah. not a Czech <laughs> thing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine in Prague they have a lot of dime. Oh yeah. And then you might catch me with a little milker bar as well. Oh wow. Yeah. Ooh. Very airport. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey guys, it's Ron here. Coming back at you like Cleopatra. Um, trying out a new um, catchphrase. But um, yeah, I uh, hope you all guys enjoy the podcast. And remember, all the links will be down at the bottom. All the recos down at the bottom. And I hope you all enjoy them. Obviously, you know, like you said, you're, you've been lucky enough to still have. And I guess like, like you said, some work's been cancelled. But in our line of work, we have had to just convert what we're doing into different things I guess yeah but like apart from that have you had much time to like chill and watch things and like have you got any recommendations oh no because you guys told me about love after a lockup oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) did you watch it all I do now is watch it and I have every hookup to get every series of it that you could want in your life I have become a love after lockup expert it's all (laughs) that I'm interested in and I'm not watching anything else. I don't want to see any COVID adjacent material. I don't want to watch any drama. I don't need to be moved by it's a sin. You know, I already understand that community (laughs) and its issues. I only have time for people with control issues writing to incarcerated, (laughs) incarcerated people. That's it. It's it's insane. And and I know you had to dig deep to, to get that. You had to go deeper into some sort Dark of web. Uh, illicit sources because that's what I have to do as well. But you know um, what my hookup is? Yeah. It is called All Black TV. So it's A-L-L-B-L-K dot TV. Okay. And you need to fiddle your location a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I'm not proud to say. Yeah. And VPN. then you yeah. need to lie about your postcode on your credit card. Okay. And if but you're, anyone... still using your, you're still using your credit card so you're putting into, you know. You're paying. You're paying. It's, it's cool. You're I contributing. love paying. For yeah, art. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what they say about you. Yes, <laughs> everyone says he that. Hate yeah. space. That she will pay. <laughs> this woman will pay for art. Yeah, that, and that, it's that, the best streaming service that I've found, ever found. That's sick. I'm going to check that out. My friend's got something similar called MB. Um, and I couldn't work it out, so I just end up using his password, and that's how I watched it. But um, uh-huh. I think there's a few little like extra services that oh yeah yeah you can find them boy i see do you know what i always assume i'm like oh it's like getting me you know back in the day you used to get like a, a chipped like cable box or whatever yeah yeah but then as, no no i'm paying for it i'm like oh okay oh i thought it was, <laughs> was it's advertised i don't know about it yeah yeah you gotta have the hookup the, with the card yeah hugo you need to watch it though man oh and Catherine, uh to anyone out there listening we went on Catherine ryan's podcast as well so check that out but um that's where we spoke about uh life after lockup but you told me to watch um f- uh, 90 day fiance yeah and i watched yeah, fire. Uh, yeah i watched the first series man so far and it's yeah it's incredible man Who, who's in the first is baby love in it's, the first it's, series it's quite dark though some of it's quite dark like it's it, very dark like like the guy that one of the guys you know is quite like weird virgin type guys that are also not just virgin but verging on serial killers sometimes yeah. hello <laughs> yeah incels yeah yeah ah, it's quite hard to watch some of it like, yeah men are weird yeah yeah like the um the, there's like a brazilian girl really beautiful but she yeah. looks like she's about 13 and he and he he, he like helps her she wants to become a model yeah and he's a mormon is it a mormon so that many one. of them are Mormon. Oh my, really? I, I haven't yeah. seen this series. Crazy, crazy, yeah. No, but it's sick. Well, man. there's crossover in the series because what I love about Love After Lockup, which again, we spoke about, if you haven't seen it, it's people who fall in love with prisoners. 
Yeah. And then they get out and the power structures shift so dramatically and it causes mm-hmm. all this conflict. 90 Day Fiance is exactly the same where there's yeah. a balance in power yeah. and that power is played with and it shifts. That's a good it's point. It's yeah. so creepy to see these mostly guys, though there are women. Oh, older. I haven't seen that way around yet. Yeah. There yeah, are yeah. older blonde women who... Yeah, yeah. Maybe love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always, for even right to the end, I'm always still trying to think: Is this genuine? Like, yeah. No, you said before when we were talking about Married at First Sight Australia, and you're saying it's like really set up, uh, you know, or just like, I mean, they all like to, the way they're edited and and produced. It's 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 kind of all like that. But I feel like with this, it's not just it's not you're not just getting people on there because they want to bump up their Instagram or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Or like, they, they are real cases, man. And like, obviously the producer hypes it all up or whatever, but yeah. Oh that. yeah, there's a, an imitable st- like type of innocence to it. Yeah. Where a lot of these contributors don't even know about American television or anything else. And they don't have Instagram. They're just like, yeah. I would like to eat today. It's sad. <laughs> you write about the darkness. And that's as, mu- as much drama as I can handle. This is yeah. why I don't watch scripted dramas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough, Matt. I mean, real life is a drama. So, you know, you don't need it sometimes. Yes, it yeah, but especially thank you now. so much for telling yeah. me about Love After Lockup. No, yeah. Thank you too, man. Did it all. <laughs> Trash TV trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> ask. If you don't ask, boy, you don't get. Ask. Let's get back to the beginning of your life. Oh. When you were born. <laughs> no. When, um, what, like creatively, what, what, how did you get into what you're doing now, I guess, was like, stand-up comedy your first uh, thing let's say no it's funny because I'm writing a book right now so I'm having to go back through my memory okay and I've always been pretty square never abused too many substances so I remember pretty much my entire life um I didn't want to be a comedian I just I liked the idea of being a boss and I hated people being in charge of me, Mm. but I never, I valued comedy, but it wasn't something that I was trying to get into. I thought that the best thing that you could be was gentle and soft and pretty because those were all the girls at my school that everyone liked the most. And every time I spoke, I was confusing people or upsetting people or offending people. I didn't understand why uh, my language wasn't the language of, you know, the popular kids at my school. So I started working at Hooters and I felt like that would be a good training ground to be like a cheerleader type of girl. Well, yeah. I was going to say, and is this, is this like where in like the town or city or whatever, where you come from then? Was it like... Oh, my town was not cosmopolitan enough to have a Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> we, I moved to Toronto for university and that is when I Okay. Started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was a comedy club next to the Hooters. And right. I wanted to go there. And then I started putting my name down. It's so amazing when you're just a 20-year-old. You have well, to perform. You just started content. to put your name down. Yeah. 
Like I did not nice. ever give a shit when anybody thought really. That's sick. But what that says, I mean, that's not normal though for that age <laughs> as well. Like, you know, like, especially that, like, I feel like the younger you are, the more you care, you might be braver, but the more you care about what people think about you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was both. But then when you move from a really small town to a big city, you're all of a sudden anonymous. Mm, yeah, so I didn't tell true. anyone I was going. So you're like reinventing yourself in a sense. Yeah. And yeah. in Toronto, who am I? Like I'm some girl who gets on stage on a Wednesday amateur night. Nobody knew me where in a small town, everyone's famous. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah, yeah. that you do, everyone knows about it. So I wanted to be this good girl, but it was hard for me. And then I thought, okay, well, I will do these amateur nights. And that's when I can really stretch my legs and be a little bit, uh, whatever I am, like explore that bit that seems to piss everybody off and then I'll (laughs) get rid of it. So that was the plan. I was just doing Uh, it for fun. I wasn't trying to be a comedian. I was like, I'll just do this for me and then I'll get rid of it. And did you, uh, did you plan any of it or did you just go there and just start talking? Um, I, you do five minutes on an amateur night. So I wrote down bullet points, which is exactly the same as I do today. You never write out a script or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of okay. like things I wanted to talk about, like my flatmates and things about my life, things about my sisters. My mom that year had got me tickets to the Dr. Phil show for my birthday <laughs> and like nice. a Paris Hilton perfume. And I just, wow. like, that says a lot about how my family views me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of talking about that, like just stuff. And I did really well. And then the more I started to do comedy, the worse I did for a while because you see what works in the room. And most of what worked at that time was like uh, very like race-based or I hate my wife-based. Yeah, old school kind of yeah, crowd-pleasing vibes. Right. So I tried to do that for a while and it was really bad. (laughs) You tried to do I hate my wife for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Uh, The bloody wife's kicking off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it doesn't make sense when she does it, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just bad. I was bad for a while. And that's, I think, part of your journey. Mm-hmm. And then the more I yeah. did comedy, I found a community there. I found like, you know, my tribe, like people that I loved. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing comedy more and doing uh, a little bit of comedy for money. So it was all like very much by accident. And do you, do you feel like it got worse because uh, suddenly you're trying to work out what that magic was and, and overthink it sort of thing? Yeah, I think a lot of performers start doing impressions of other performers. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you'll never get anywhere being someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's no, true. true. But in a way, that's the only way you learn as well at the same time. Like, yeah. Because it, it, it's like you're doing something you know, but then you end up finding your own voice. It took a while though. It yeah. took until I moved to the UK and then I worked in an office um, and my boyfriend at the time wanted to be a comedian. I'd met him in the comedy club, which is something I absolutely don't recommend. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck the bartender, <laughs> fuck the security. Do not, do not touch the comics. Uh, they're troubled. That, they're so troubled. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that didn't work out for him here. Yeah. And then I had my daughter and I was looking to go back to work, but then I was like, oh my gosh, daycare costs more than I earn at my office yeah, job. Yeah, it's not so a joke. How, No, I was like, how am I going to do that? And then I thought, well, I do comedy already for a laugh. So if I really actually try, then I can stay home with my daughter all day. 
I can bring her to some gigs because I have friends there who could hold her. And, you know, if you wear a baby into a bar, nobody asks you to take it off. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. What, what, what made you come to the UK though? Was it the like almost the sort of connection that Canadians speak about with the UK more so than America kind of thing? I mean, I'm Irish. My dad is Irish, so I'm an Irish citizen. It was really ah, easy for okay. me to live and work here, but it wasn't my choice. I only came sort of for a visit, and my boyfriend at the time wanted to come here and be like this famous comedian. Oh, got yeah. Yeah, so yeah, okay. I was like, well, okay, I'll work in my office and I'll help you out. And, uh, and uh, you beat him to it. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, That's you, even better. You're yeah, just better. I'm just so That's, bloody talented. Yeah. I just fell into yeah. it. <laughs> God, I'm so good at this. You, re- <laughs> This crowd's easy. He's trying really hard, fuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm right, going to go and write on a bench by the river. Right. I'm only good at it because I'm a woman. So of course it's easier for me. And if he were a woman, he'd have all these opportunities too. Oh, but right. you know, it's just so hard for a white man. Oh, now. that's the, yeah, that's the, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, well. So when did you have like, I guess the realization that you'd want to maybe stay here and, and it's kind of working for you sort of thing. Well, I felt like it would be unfair to, to leave. I never really tried to go back to Canada with my daughter, but I mean, I always thought it was really important that she have a good relationship with her dad and see him a lot. So, I mean, it's just not something that I even entertained. I was just like, well, I live here and it has to work here. Mm. And then she was born in 2009 and I was gigging. I was like paying the rent. I was doing okay. And then I started doing TV. Like I did eight out of 10 cats in 2012. So she was three. Yeah, that, and that's I where I know you from originally. Ah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's the first, you know, legitimate panel show stuff that I did. And after mm. that, I did more panel shows and then I could tour more mm-hmm. and people would come to see me on purpose. So the ball started rolling. I had a career here. I had a few friends here. It just felt like, I don't and know why. It was just not, yeah. Going home was just not an option. Yeah, yeah. And, and what? where did that jump from? You know, because like stand-up comedy is hard and, and there's loads yeah. of stand-up comedians. Where does the jump happen from doing that to going on telly as well? And and how different is that? Um, you just get invited to do different competitions or to do different auditions. So I did a few new open mic, like, you know, brand new comic competitions, which still exist today. They're a really good way for agents and producers to see you. Mm-hmm. And then you get yeah. signed to an agent. And I've been with the same agent that I was with since before my daughter was born, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing. And she loyal. Was in a, I mm. am loyal. No, but mm. she's just great. And she, everybody emails me to say, you piece of shit, you must have a really good fucking agent. So I listen. <laughs> yeah, it's sick. And then uh, she and I just then would try to get bigger shows or bigger auditions. And what the production company do for 8 out of 10 Cats is they invite new comedians into the office to do a run through which mm-hmm. is sort of like a little panel show in a, in a boardroom. And you play the game, you do the show. And Jimmy oh, wow. comes in kind of your second or third audition and see how it goes. And if the producers like you, if the channel, I think they watch a tape probably. And that's how they choose new comedians to break through and to come on the show for the first time. Okay. Wow, that's mental. I, and I mean, me and Hugo have never done stand-up or, or any of those. <gasps> you should. You definitely could. Oh, man, no. Nah, it terrifies me. Yeah, it terrifies yeah. Like, I've got so much Scary. respect for, for you. that Like, yeah, you know, and the fact that you 
kind of effort, effortlessly, seemingly effortlessly went from that to a panel show, which for me feels a bit like sometimes like it could be quite a quite a tough environment, quite a dick swinging competition. Yeah, of competitive, uh, competitive kind of. Yeah, like yeah, that what, scares me. Did, did it never? Did you just? It never really affected you. You just, you just kind of. Well, like I have a really through. big dick. Because <laughs> yeah, mine's tiny, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like I was not afraid. I was never afraid of of failure or of trying something new ever. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I was good, yeah. made fun of, I think, for a long time. And then my mom in high school started dating this really young guy and in a small town, like you're such a target. I remember being just a target for a long time. And I was inspired by people who didn't care. And I, so Mm -hmm. I grew into someone who largely like, I, I care about certain things, but I just, I thought, what am I going to sit at home and just never try anything because I'm scared. Yeah. Then in the green room, right before we filmed that eight out of 10 cats. And I remember I was, so thin I looked amazing and really young and really poor I had wellies on because I had enough money to buy this like little yellow dress from Zara but not I didn't have any dress shoes so I just wore these brown wellies that I had (laughs) and I thought that's fine because they'll be under the desk and Hannibal Buress was on that episode oh wow how would you like him so did I so do I and Sean Locke obviously John Richardson Hmm. all these comedians that I felt really intimidated intimidated by of course jimmy and i sort of had a little panic before going on stage i thought oh no what have i done but that was great because i just decided well i'll never be hannibal barras and i'll never be sean Locke, and i'll never so i might as well just go and do like my angle of how i see this playing out and if they get my voice they get my voice and if they don't they don't i had nothing to lose i'm fucking Catherine ryan is what you told me yeah yeah That that's the sort of romantic story. And I looked in the mirror and went, I'm fucking Catherine Ryan about these yeah. bricks. I mean, you got nothing to lose. I was like yeah. a single mom in wellies. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In wellies as well, which later became quite fashionable as well. And you, you kicked that off, didn't you? I think. You started the whole yeah. hunter thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. They were not they were not official Wellington boots, I'm sorry to say. Like <laughs> knockoffs from matter. the market. Yeah. Yeah. 45 there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, yo! Yo! Ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Will everybody shut the fuck up? Settle down, settle down! You're in tune to the Chatting Shit Podcast! UK stand up! The world's greatest! The best there ever was that ever lived! Series 2 out now, motherfucker! Oh gosh! Ha ha! Are you ready? Check it! Check Are you it! Ready? Check it! So, like, were you just going from show to show sort of thing? And, and did it just kind of all just spiral from there? Or, or how was that? Uh, I think eight out of 10 cats was transformative because after that, I was invited to a lot more places. I didn't mm-hmm. have to ask as often to get on open mics. So yeah. when you're a new comedian, you do a lot of work for free yeah. and you do a lot yeah. of work for exposure and experience yeah. and it costs you money to take the night bus and whatever. But then I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And they started to have one woman on things and, um, mm. I just was given a lot of opportunities and I tried as hard as I could to, to make those opportunities fruitful. And I got mm. to do mock the week and buzzcocks and QI and yeah. all the shows. And as soon as you do that, it's just easy. People are motivated by what they see on TV, I think, and they'll come to see you on purpose. That's always yeah. the goal. If you're a comedian that you're not a surprise on a mixed bill is that people come to see you on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I had good management and I would do small tours, little art centers and things. And then I just kept doing that. I mean, and I never felt comfortable. I still don't feel comfortable, especially after this year. I don't know if I can do another tour. I'm supposed to in September. We'll see if I can write one. It always oh, feels sure like that. But it does. I know exactly what you mean. It always feels like that. Like I can imagine um, like all live shows. Like when I imagine that now, I'm like, God, that's something I used to do. Like, I couldn't imagine that like, yeah. running on stage, but you do. It's, it's like what you said before. Thought, right? It's like you have the bit of anxiety and you just do it. And what are you not going to do it? No, you are going to do it. But it's so easy to think when you're just like sitting around at home as well. It's quite like a daunting yeah. uh, thought, I'd imagine. Do you guys have stuff booked or are you waiting to see how it goes with performance venues? Oh, performance stuff. Uh, we've got, yeah, we've, we've got one thing where we've, uh, we've got like an Amsterdam weekender thing. Yeah. It's going to happen in uh, October, hopefully. Yeah. You know, sounds uh, like it will. will. Yeah. yeah. And our stuff is always off the back of stuff we release. So yeah. like the PJDN film is, is like ready, ready to go. And that's going to come out in August. So it's like, we, you know, we wouldn't have been doing anything tour wise before that anyway. So it's like, you know, as long as it all happens after then, it's sweet sort of thing. Um, and and have you got have you got stuff booked in for for around that time as well then or like later? Yes, yeah, September, and it feels like it will go ahead, but we just don't know. Mm. I, I can't, I, I but with the news we just got, it feels good, right? Yeah, I, I don't believe those men for a uh, second. Uh, <laughs> 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 I know, yeah. but I've just got to the point where I want to now. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, I just want it. You know what I mean? Because the whole time I'd be. I'd be the one that's like almost relishing in the fact that I don't believe them and rolling my eyes when someone else says it. And I'd be like, nah, it's another, 
No, not not till the end of the year, mate. Not till the end of the yeah, year. Still bollocks, you know? mate. Yeah, because yeah. but now I'm just like, yeah, no, probably, yeah, yeah, it'd be sweet. Hopefully, uh, yeah, but you've never please. been in this position. You got to watch out for posh boys telling you what you want to hear. Yeah, it's true. That's Wait, do you know what? Pregnant. Do you know? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> um, how did it? How did it then go? How, what was the next step then for you to get like? you know, the, the Netflix bag and all that sort of stuff. Was that just a natural progression? I think it's baby steps all along because mm. even when I was promoting uh, The Duchess, which is my sitcom on Netflix, yeah, loads of uh, journalists were saying, oh, is this such a breakthrough for you? Is it going to change your life? And I was looking at them and I was like, what do you think this business is? No, it's just going to be another little thing that some people like and some people think is shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. if I'm lucky, I get to do another little thing that some people like and some people think is shit. You know, we don't all have the transformative year on Instagram that Cardi B had when Bodak <laughs> Yellow came out. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't work like that. So everything is baby steps. Every tour has been a few more people than the tour before. And then you get a little boost sometimes yeah. when people respond to some project. But um, I... But, but Lots I guess of people you... look at the big, like, Cardi B, for example, that's yeah. kind of like that's a success story that I think people want. But you know what? But I feel like it's also a different time, and England is different to America. Yeah. You don't do a series, yeah. and get a mansion of a series here. No, you know we're as I mean? big like, as like Tennessee or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, but you already had like Netflix uh, specials before that, though, right? With the stand up. Yes. Yeah. I was really lucky to get those. Again, like I'm always, all my stand up is always about how you should be independent and you don't need men for this and that. But it's been ill fated relationships that have led me to professional success. Like when I moved to the UK, that was for a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then I broke up, or someone else broke, he broke up with me actually. We were in some rocky path. And I remember he broke up with me on FaceTime while I was filming something in the UK and he was in America. Wow, and wow. I was like, okay, when I was really hungry and I was eating a burrito. And then he said to me, I can't believe that you wouldn't even stop eating your burrito. <laughs> How can you eat? Yeah. And I was like, listen, I'll never stop eating burrito for nobody. Do you think it was because you That's were filming it. as well? He was like, fucking, I can't hack this. This is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. you're holding up to a mirror to me and I'm shit. <laughs> no, this guy was was more successful than the last. But I mean, he was so nice. But not you. I like that he's, yeah, he's, he's still more winning. successful than the last guy. Not me. That's yeah, <laughs> but still not really as not as good as me. Yeah. yeah. But then I kind of flipped out, and I was like, "Oh gosh," because I was thirty five, and I thought, "Oh wait a minute, maybe I do need to be with this guy. Maybe I'm because I'd never really been single, and I thought." Oh my mm. gosh, I don't show him the respect that he deserves. And I don't do And I didn't stop eating my burrito. So I'll fly out to LA and I'll do this grand gesture and like show him that I need him. And I will take all this time off work and prove it to him. So we, I went to LA and I stayed at the Roosevelt Hotel, which I stayed at once when I was younger and went to the Playboy Mansion when I was 22, oh, yeah. as you do. And yeah. um, it is not a place for adults. They were doing this party called milk milk lemonade party and it was just like naked half naked teenagers chucking each other in the pool and we were trying to have this tearful breakup chat on the balcony oh my god and while i was there my agent was like why don't you meet with um three arts which is like 
Dave Becky, Louis C.K.'s agent, mm, Kevin Hart's wow. agent, Maya wow. Rudolph's agent, Amy Poehler's agent, Tina Fey's agent. It's like the agent. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, as long as I'm there, I guess I'll try to do some work. And then he signed me and his associate, Josh Lieberman, who's the now, like, I just love those guys so much. And they're so smart and so talented. And it's because of that, that I started to get American work. Oh, and wow. So, I know. And I got did really you, lucky. Do you feel that... Um... All because yeah. I wouldn't stop eating my burrito. Yeah, that's it. I quite like the thought of you uh, standing on that balcony with him with a burrito in your hand and throw it away. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, look, look how little I care about this <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, it's as delicious. Soon as he turns his head. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. It's going to get cold. <laughs> not as good. Still good, yeah. but not as good. Do you feel like there's a big difference in, I mean, there, you know, there always was, I guess, but I don't know if it's, different now because of the internet but like a big difference in like british comedy uh versus like american comedy and, and their monday not that you're british but you know i guess canadian as well it's, it's a dry sense of humor it's more like british humor right yeah, yeah i think a lot of american comedy is so great and a lot of american comedy is dire mm. um yeah so how did your style translate to, to that audience to the american audience yeah not that well they <laughs> i filmed my first netflix special at the hammersmith apollo mm -hmm. in london nice. and people get me in the uk they've kind of seen me now for a little bit but i filmed my second netflix special in los angeles mm -hmm. and i don't know i think some people were there for comedy and other people you know just couldn't get tickets to the prices right i don't know what happened but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them looked like they felt attacked and they didn't understand what was happening. Yeah, I feel like they get paranoid about things being mean when it's... No, they're mean. Really? Like, is it in, in comedy? Yeah. Because, like, you know, when you get, like, American remakes, like, I love I love The Office, The American Remake, but yeah. it's, a, it's a lot warmer and, and it feels like they can't have characters that are, like... The, You're uh, right, but I don't yeah. think their stand-up is as warm at all. Oh, yeah. Got I it. think when they go to see stand-up, they're like, make me laugh. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, in yeah. England, it's more like, we're going out for a laugh. So they're yeah. a bit more... Like, oh, okay. Have, from my experience, and this is an every American comedian, obviously, but when you're gigging in the comedy store or, you know, the, just the L.A. clubs that you can mm. get to, I think a lot of those comedians are very funny. But again a lot of it seemed to me uh, to be less subtle, certainly, mm. but also yeah. about drugs and about race and quite aggressive. It's a lot about race and there's a lot of accents as well to this day. Yeah. There's like guys doing like a Chinese, like a really dated Chinese accent and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's just insane to me. But I feel like that's, they're a lot more about that in America in general. Like, highlighting differences and, and race differences. Do you know what I mean? Certainly. And when I started doing comedy in Canada, uh, some of those influences w were there as well. Mm. And that, that was, you can't help but subscribe to the, the mm. you know, you read the room. Like, that's the vibe. That's what everyone does. So that's what you do. And yes. then when I moved to the UK, there was a lot more just literary stuff or introspective stuff or mm. alternative stuff that was mainstream. And yeah. it, mm. it leaves you so much more room. But then when you go over to America, and to them, I kind of have a British accent. I don't. Really? I just, yeah. That's mad. It, it's not yeah, a yeah. British accent, but it sounds... To us, you've got an American accent. I yeah. know. I do have an American accent, <laughs> yeah. but 
I think yeah, just- I had it in a, in New York where I was leaving a restaurant um, with people I was working with. It's quite important, and this car pulled up and it screeched up, and this guy went, "Yo, shorty, you want Molly weed?" And I was like, "With business people," and I was like, uh, "No, thanks." And then he was like, "Yo, where are you from? Canada?" And I was yeah. like, "No, London." <laughs> yeah, right, got back okay. in the car. Yeah, they can't hear us. It's so funny. And I think I might just yeah. sound a bit posh to them or something, like kind of like an asshole. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I don't shout. I feel like they're very loud. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, oh. it's when I went to, I mean, I love it. Like, and it's not like I went to middle America. It's, it's that nice multicultural and that, that New York was sick. But they're so loud. And over like, Hugo, what was that story when you were like, like screams like, across the oh neighbors. yeah 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 the burger restaurant he was yeah have a great day and i was like you too man he went no you have a great day and i was like <laughs> okay you you too man no know- i'm telling you man <laughs> yeah, okay. all right i get it do you know what pissed me and hugo off when we was out there that they don't really say you're welcome and you'll be like oh thanks very much they go uh-huh and I'm like, what? yeah <laughs> you're like what whoa yeah well they go yep yeah, but we're over polite here. Like we apologize yeah, seven times going through a doorway. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. we apologize for existing. So when I first true. went to people go, you all right? Are you all right? Yeah, Are you yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, right. pardon me? Like, yes. Fuck, do I, I seem like I'm not all right? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. I worried that everyone was concerned for me. I thought, yeah. what's happening? But I've been here in 14 years. So it's yeah. been a long time and whatever. I, you know, I'm just a bit, a bit weird, I think, gigging in America. They can tell I'm not from there. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do you prefer doing it here than, than over there kind of thing? Do you feel like a lot more at home here now after all this time? Yeah, I feel like we all prefer performing where we are most well-received. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so. true. And also <laughs> yeah, where you understand things as well more, I guess, right? Yeah. If it's your home. Right? But it's cool to do in America. It's a challenge. It's a different type of challenge. I've done some comedy in New York. I did a weekend at Caroline's, kind of near Times Square. Mm. And that was, you know, it feels good to be nervous again and to be yeah. out of your depth again and, and to yeah. win over strangers. But because you see some comedians who are properly famous in America yeah. mm. and you can tell with some of them, not all, you can tell with some that they haven't had to win over any strangers in a while. Mm. And that can yeah. be a hindrance. Mm-hmm. When everybody's just like, oh, yay, it's you. It's like, oh, well, you don't want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They can fart on the mic and everything's fine. Sort of yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've come for a picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, again, me and Hugo are outsiders when we talk about this, right? But, like, I always imagine it that it's quite, like, I don't know, like, super insecure and competitive and bitchy in, like, in a comedy club in the back room. Like, I mean... Yeah, some of the, I think the girls in this country, or the women, I still say girls and it upsets people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so do I. I yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed to admit it, Hugo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there girls in there. Oh, yeah. Chicks, chicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Broads. My grandpa called yeah. them goddamn broads. Broads, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smooth guy. Yeah. I, I feel like with the goddamn broads in this country, we are all very friendly and very supportive and I genuinely have never felt any jealousy or animosity toward or from any comic I, I just don't for mm. real when other 
female performers especially do well. I'm so excited. Mm. And I really feel like I'm not even talking shit. I feel like it's a collective effort. And I guess yeah. I guess that says more about you though. If if you're you know you're not receiving any of that because you're not putting any of that out there. Do you know what I, I mean? don't know. Yeah. But then I hear about the boys. Yeah. It can be bitchier for them. And that's not all of them. Like I would never ever in my life say that about Rob Beckett or Ramesh or Tom. Oh yeah, Pierre shout out Gilles. Rob, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out those guys. No, yeah. You know, I think the the cream rises and they're they're not petty yeah. or anything, but yeah. There are some, I think you hear mostly from older headliners who had it differently in a different time when they start mm-hmm. getting criticized for being, uh, you know, not woke enough, or they see right. the newcomers getting on television and they're skinny yeah. jeans. They can be <laughs> quite catty. I hear that from them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like all those people you mentioned there, they're all like working class as well. And like, oh yeah, they, they, you know what I mean? I think there's something to say about that as well. That they kind of appreciate where they're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they lived a bit of life and you know what I mean? It's yeah. Yeah. Like they had real world experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Like it sure. wasn't handed. They have to graft. It's yeah. We've all had jobs. We've all been to Hooters. Yeah, 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 we've all worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would, I'll be down. Yeah, what to work there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Get no. me out of oh the house. Gosh, the kitchen guys were the best. We were so close and such good friends with the kitchen guys. Um, and then every once in a while, we'd have a man apply, and he thought that he was really groundbreaking, and he'd be like, "Here is my CV, and I want to work at Hooters," and he'd think, you know, he's changing <laughs> the world because you couldn't discriminate against him based on sex but it, you can. It, yeah you can just yeah, go they do it hooters well they could open like a cox and have rooster <laughs> yeah or like and stuff things down their trousers and yeah. sort of crotch slide across the tables and the hot dogs like are served else? by the crotch yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. everything's sick. at crotch height <laughs> With uh, with Duchess, was that the first thing that you, I mean, outside of stand-up, was that the first series that you actually wrote, right? Because you created and wrote that as well. Yeah. So what was that like? And it always interests me as well because me and Hugo, you know, we weren't trained and we sort of learned on the job and it's something, you know, making a series is something we had to learn. So like, it interests me to see how different that would be to what your kind of original craft was, you know? Well, as you know, it's far more collaborative. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I do stand up, everybody just leaves me alone. And then I show up and I either have a show or I don't. And then people either laugh or they don't. And I can edit yeah. it myself. Yeah, you've got a lot more control in that sense, right? It's just it's yeah. something that's just from you. How, how did that feel then having to like have other people involved in it then? I mean, not great. I think it was good in some respects. I needed help. I wanted help mm. in terms of structure. And I understood that there were things that I didn't know. But then I, I just, there were certain things about it that I thought were slightly dicey, cliquey sometimes. Like mm-hmm. they didn't really want my um, wardrobe person my stylist who I've worked with for eight years or my makeup artist mm. they were kind of like well you can't have your own team and I was like why yeah there's always weird rules yeah weird yeah, rules yeah. and then always. my team like they didn't want my team in my car 
Mm. And then one day, and those, these are my best friends. Like mm. my makeup artist lived with me for the three months that we did the Duchess because she's from Portsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they were like, well, you know, they can do just you, but we're not paying them like the full rate and they can't go in your car this one day. So I was like, fine. So give my car to someone else and we'll take an Uber. And I took a Uber exec from my trailer to the set because I was like, I'm not playing these fucking games. Like, who cares? Who cares? And this was pre-COVID. So it wasn't like they can't go in your car because of COVID. It was just, I don't know. Some of the stuff I was not, I was not about, but other elements were amazing. I got to know and learn from some of the most incredible comedy actors. I felt so touched that they wanted to say the words that I'd written and yeah, they gave such yeah. good performances. And um, I did want to learn things, but I'm also not 23. I'm, I've sold out loads of tours. I have loads of specials. I'm not an idiot. So I don't need yeah. to be told like every single thing. So finding that balance, I think was a little bit of a challenge for me but i did learn a lot mm. yeah it's interesting you say that because we we've always had we've had so many little battles like that and, and and you know some things are you know yeah fair enough it makes more sense but some things are it's just because that's the way it's done yeah, it doesn't make yeah any some sense. things are weird yeah like i can get an uber there in the morning it's cool and they're like no you gotta yeah. wait for someone's yeah. coming to Citroen Berlingo at half five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, two hours early. Yeah, like yeah. honestly, it's cool. Like, I'm capable. Yeah, please, no. Yeah. Okay. So many times, there's just really strange things, and I guess it's because everyone's petrified of losing their job, or, or you know, what I mean, and and they've that, this how it's always been done, and TV's really like that, isn't it? And but yeah. you say that it can't change, you know. Like on the when we first started filming on the first day you'd have a runner that literally follows you to the toilet and you can hear their walkie-talkie. Yeah. Yeah. That you're having a 10 He's just and finishing. Like, and you're like, yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, let's start again. We don't need to do this here. There's, you know, yeah. there's, there's other ways around back. it. Yeah. And also it can be fun. It doesn't need to be a military operation on a comedy as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And I just think you guys are creatives. I would consider myself most of the time a creative. It's yeah. so counterintuitive to say yeah. to us, that we do this because it's how it's done. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's well, a better way to do it if you want to know. No, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a lot easier if we just do it like this. Everything no. we've ever done in life hasn't been done, you know, because that's exactly. what's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. But it's, uh, it feels good to talk to someone else. I've and... never acted before, but yet you've, you're paying for a TV show. <laughs> Take a this few more risks. done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've already made the biggest risk. <laughs> you fucking moron. Now let's carry yeah. on. Yeah. You're a moron. So let's carry on that way. <laughs> yeah. We're losing you loads of money. Let's lose you some more. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think the only way to successfully execute a project is to do it authentically and to make it as much from the heart as you can as mm-hmm. the writers. And you do need, you know, maybe notes or structure help along the way, but you have yeah. to keep that core of it. And as soon as you lose that, then who are you making it for? Because there's no such thing yeah. as a project that everyone's going to unanimously love. Yeah. Mm. And with all these different cooks in the kitchen, you know, sometimes they would say, uh, there was like one spokesperson that I spoke to all the time. And that person would speak for like other execs and Netflix and the UK production company and producers and whomever. And mm. that person would say, well, we feel, and I'd be like, who's we? Yeah. And she'd be like, well, we feel. I'm like, 
I'm supposed to be part of we. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, we yeah. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't even yeah. just Netflix. Like it was just such a it's, head fuck because I was yeah, like, everyone. What yeah. is this we culture? Who's we? We've Who all been talking about you for hours in the boardroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we don't like you. But why am I not part of we? Because this is my show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do think at the end of the day, for my project anyway, that, you know, it came out the way I wanted to. I think they did yeah. an amazing job. It was great. Yeah. It was yeah. just a culture shock to yeah, have sure. people argue with me and be like, no, Catherine, she wouldn't say that. I'm like... <laughs> I'm she. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's nice to hear from you. And just so you know, as well, it happens to us the whole time, you know, and, and, but we're always proud of the show in the end. Yeah. And it's about those little battles and, you know, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Sweet. It's a stressful, but that's how you get a good show made. Right. Yeah. I will win. Yeah. You will win in the end. One time we were filming like on a high street and I was like, there's a Starbucks just opposite. And I was like, can I get a Starbucks? No, like, no. <laughs> like, you have to use these shitty sachets. And I was like, nah, I'm not using that. I've had them for weeks. Can it, please, can I just run over? And they're like, no. And I was like, all right, take my card and ask everyone on set if they want a coffee. And then they, and they had to do it at that point. And we're like, okay, all right. Amazing. Cost me loads, because they're so, petri- they're so petrified that um, basically... All, oh, I'm so petty or, or, that yeah, I but, had to win any logical normal life things like you know how to cross the road and not get run over but in that moment they're worried yeah. that you're going to get like get run over because you don't know how to cross the road basically yeah they're drinking their like caramel frapped they're like fuck yeah <laughs> this fucking delicious god damn it it's fucking yeah. delicious annoying he fucking he won <laughs> yeah, yeah 180 pound down though yeah, man. Ooh. So where do you see the future of everything, Catherine? What, so the, later in the year, you're going to be touring, right? Like you yes. Said. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think the beautiful thing about this pandemic, whatever people are calling it, whatever <laughs> nice. the most annoying thing. The demi. Call it. That's like a, a cute way of telling your kid, little pandemic, <laughs> yeah. don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry, wash your hands and be fine. <laughs> I think uh, we've learned that horrific uh injustices can be just around the corner and you can't predict for anything and we've learned that and that's been so harrowing but i think then it must mean that the opposite is true and that you can just have really lovely surprises around the corner too yeah yeah yeah. so i choose to look at it like that so i mean what do i plan in the future oh my gosh I mean, I don't know. I'd love to do the tour and I'd love to finish my book on time and not get sued. <laughs> yeah. And have That's to really pay good the advance back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't ever <laughs> want to do acting unless it's funny. Like I love comedy. I would never do anything dramatic because I just don't see the point. Like I hate, you know, I don't know. I know there are so many people who dislike comedy. They go, I, I don't like that genre. I don't watch any comedy. I don't get it. Have you ever met one of those people? That's, yeah. I've got yeah. friends like that, but they're morons because you do find things funny. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, You've just decided that. Yeah, exactly. That's your thing. You, you don't watch comedy. Okay. Yeah, I'm not You a do find guy. things funny. You're human. <laughs> yeah. 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 My thing is I just want to have a laugh as often as I can. Yeah. Mm. And I would like to start writing letters to prisoners who need money. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. And that's why you're earning all this money for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fall in love with one, and maybe he cheats on me when he gets out. Yeah. <laughs> and then become really Hopefully. controlling with where they are because you prefer them in a prison. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. 
Wow, DJ Ostrich, why you stop the show? Well, I'll tell you, bro, this is the most important part. It's the question everybody wants to know. No, it is not what is your favorite jean fit. No, it is not what is your favorite size inch television. It's what is your favorite sandwich? Uh, Catherine, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're, we're sort of winding down towards the end of the show right now. Just winding, chilling, um, yeah. like dim lighting. And um, yeah. one leg skanking in the living one room. One leg skanking, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is one of the most important parts of the show actually it's what's your favorite sandwich oh i'm so unpopular because i don't eat bread oh, oh. Fuck. yeah okay well no we're gonna have to remix but, this no you don't have to okay you okay want. but i'll tell you what i do which is disgusting sometimes i eat the middle of sandwiches <laughs> okay nice. what's your favorite sandwich to eat the middle of oh, wait, wait wait a burrito counts Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Handhelds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It can be yeah. like it could be a, a burrito, a bow. Bread. Yeah. Really? Well, I love burritos. I would yeah. love a really spicy, you know, not UK spicy because you guys yeah. just don't get it. No, not us guys. Th- those guys. Those guys. The old, yeah. the old yeah. posh, the old white, the old white fuckers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The old guys that own Leon. I'm half there. Iraqi, yeah. so I'm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm full British and <laughs> red faced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I like a spicy, spicy chicken burrito that has a little extra cheese sauce inside, which is a trick I learned. Mm. And that has, you know, lettuce and black beans and jalapenos and all the good stuff and mm. cheese and sour cream and everything. I love that. Like a super stuffed burrito. And then I rip the wrap off like as I eat it because I'm kind of disgusting and I don't like the bread. So you just sort of suck up the rice and chicken. You say it's like a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a guy that I started talking to online very briefly, didn't kiss him, nothing happened. And I'm really- He's not a prisoner, is he? I don't know, because (laughs) his name turned out to be fake. And then I was like- It's a good start. Hang on. Yeah, he he emailed me or something and it was a different name. And I thought, wait a minute. I said, that's not your name. And he got (laughs) mad at me. He was like, listen, you don't know how many women I've had stalking me. I have to have a fake name. And I was like, oh. But anyway, I got in touch with him because- because he'd written this really funny thing about a burrito and about how he went to a burrito stand and they built his burrito wrong instead of doing it so that you got a bite of every ingredient each time they built it kind of like a like a tower and they had like all the cheese in one area oh and God. all the salsa in another oh. area so it's like, i've just got the iceberg lettuce bite yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you i love give me black bean come on <laughs> yeah I know. So I love burritos uh, so much that I nearly got trapped in like a bad romance. I don't know what was going to happen. Then, the ba- well, I mean, burritos have have been a path to a lot of your romances as well. I yeah. know, right? I'm it's just a running like, theme. Just yeah. maybe stay away from them with this with this one. Yeah, forget burritos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what about what about a breakfast burrito? Santa had in LA, and I loved it. Oh yeah, an LA breakfast burrito. I mean, all the food in LA is gorgeous. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Man. Yeah, it's, it's great. Strong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. Okay, no, that's a strong one. You know, it's not a sandwich, but it's in fact probably it's a Mexican, the best version. Well, it's an LA sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So now we got to the the best part of the show. Okay, which mm-hmm. is the three the questions round. Part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Love the love narcissistic that. Nazi. I like to call myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. The three questions. Three questions. Okay, my first question for you both is. Uh, when it comes to your romantic liaisons with men, women, other, whomever, mm. describe for me the 
uh, ugliest, most Jesus feet that you've ever encountered? And did you stay <laughs> in the relationship anyway? Or did you make her leave your flat entirely? <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to give a boring answer because uh, I don't think I've ever seen really bad feet on a woman that like, compared to like some of my mates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, as you said, man or woman, and a relationship doesn't have to be sexual. Yeah. My best friend, Kieran, has got really, really horrible uh, sort of... Uh, he won't mind me saying this. Hobbit's feet. Oh, no. But like, oh, but like I gob- I had them. Like, but like goblin hobbit with like no, he's his is more like longer though actually, like skeleton oh, okay. yellow. He's a bit, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a builder though, you know, he uses his feet. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Shout out to work. <laughs> Who doesn't use it? <laughs> Me, I just sit on my sofa all day. <laughs> yeah. Yours are so soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my girl always goes, Your hands are so soft. You haven't yeah, done so days work I've, in your life. Yeah, like, I've never off. done manual labour in my life. I've never built anything. Yeah. I haven't had a girl with bad feet before, but my stepmom, wow. Yeah, she has this, she has hairy feet, first of all, which I've clocked, but also her pinky toe, foot pinky. It it hangs off the side of like a a (gasps) flip flop. It's been seven. It's like hooks on. I can't, yeah. I saw a TikTok instructional video where a woman had strappy black sandals on and the pinky toe was hanging out of the strap and the girl took a sharpie and just drew the line for the strap along her pinky so it looked like it was nice yeah i think she needs that techers asap (laughs) because might help my second question for both of you is what is a lie that you would like to set straight now I'm trying to think. I have told a lot of lies. Biggest liar I know. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, <laughs> one time when I was young, like 14, I lost a game of Mortal Kombat against my mate Alf. And I was so fuming that I threw the controller through the window and it smashed. And I blamed it on the cat that I slipped on the cat and I was holding the remote and I <laughs> fell and then I punched through the window. Wait, that I've, was me. I've got a, I did something similar. I used to have tantrums when I was little and I was like eight or something. Not that young, I guess. But anyway, um, my mum, I don't know, said I wasn't allowed something or had a go at me for something. And I, um, and I kicked the door that was made of glass and I kicked it too hard and it all smashed and I was like, shit. So I quickly went and grabbed my basketball from outdoors and 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 started bouncing it around and she walked in. I was like, sir, I was playing basketball indoors. <laughs> <laughs> so mum, if you're listening, sir. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why having boys is dangerous. I've yeah. got this all to come. I'm yeah, sure. it's true. Yeah. Okay, my last question is, which parent or adult influence growing up do you think is most responsible for where you are today that doesn't necessarily mean that they helped you Mm. yeah i know that is that's my dad he is a man of many talents i would say he writes songs does art like anything that comes to his head he will try to do something with it in some sort of creative capacity and i think being around him when I was a young little sponge. Like he would take me to music studios and all sorts of different things. And I feel that he was the kind of, maybe where I got it from, if that is a thing, if you get it from someone. 
might have been a hindrance though. Sometimes people with successful parents. Yeah, no, he's not successful. (laughs) So the perfect balance. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's had his moments, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't got any. I don't have like a sort of cool, creative family. I mean, they're cool. Like shout out my family yeah. and that. Yeah, no, my like, dad's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I, I think like yeah, mine's not like a direct thing like Hugo's, but my probably my mum just because she, she was there more, I guess. Like, and it's quite a, like a matriarchal household, and she like maybe like overly mothered me, so I didn't. You know, I wasn't. I didn't maybe, I wasn't as independent as I could have been, but also I was drilled with that confidence of I should do things basically and not leave things undone and give things a go sort of thing. So it's good. Shout out Mumsy, man. Yeah. And you, and your dad was a character. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a hustler, man. Like, he, yeah. My dad's like one of those guys that like, he just had about 10 different businesses at different times. It was always bankrupt and he would always flip it and do another one. And uh. like, and not, not anxious at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like one of them, you know, the Middle Eastern guys that basically dress like good fellas, kind of like yeah, nice. around coffee shops and suits and that. But yeah, no, shout yeah, out my yeah. dad, man. But probably <laughs> my mum just because she was, the, you know, more communication with her, you know what I mean? And yeah. is this, are they both Middle Eastern? Oh, so my mum's Czech and my dad's Kurdish. Oh. Yeah. See, that's the thing with immigrants too. This is why, like, you know, we're all different. I I wouldn't call myself an immigrant. I'm like the kind of immigrant that no one has ever um, shown any racism towards. (laughs) I I came at a good time. But when my dad was Irish and he was moving around, that was a bad time in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they're such amazing self-starters and self-restarters. Oh, 100%. And and you know what? Probably subconsciously, that's a massive inspiration to me because I guess you can never fail if you keep going. You know what I mean? But mm. I never, when I was younger, I never had that mentality. I'd be, I'd be worried about failing and, and worried about what people think. But as I get older, I guess I'm a little bit more like him, you know? And the good parts of him. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Aww. Sick. Amazing. That was a very sweet ending, actually. Mm, very sweet. <laughs> very yeah. therapeutic. You guys love your dads. It's so cute. Yeah, man. And the, the last question, Catherine, oh. which we ask all of us, <laughs> is, um, are you our new best friend? <gasps> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Catherine, thank you so much. Um, thanks. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, it looks like you're you're bedding down as well. So um, yeah, I've been I'm here the for a year. <laughs> yeah, we, we will bid, bid you good night. Yes. Thank you, guys. It's nice to talk to you again. Yeah, no, yeah, thanks so too. much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. This is the outro. See you later. And good luck. Stay lucky, boy. Stay lucky, boy. And there you go. That was the amazing Catherine Ryan. How did you feel about that, yeah. young baby boy? Yeah, yeah. I felt great. I feel um, inspired. Yeah, same. I feel quite uh, relaxed. He's got quite a relaxing energy. Yeah, it's good. Do you know what I mean? And those questions are quite wisdom-based. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wise. She's a yeah. wise, wise woman of the world. No, shout yeah. out, Catherine. It was a pleasure. And if you, I mean, I'm sure you know who she is, but if you want to check out her stuff, go on Netflix. She's got a couple uh, stand-up specials on there. Yeah. And The Duchess, which is proper jokes. Duchess, man. baby. Yeah, yeah, it's proper sick. So check that out. Yeah. And we will see you next time, won't we? Yeah, on the Chat and Shit podcast. Exactly. Mate, if that really is your name. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm. Now fuck off or I call the police. <laughs> so. Hey yo! Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout out to everyone involved in this podcast. No, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance, check it. house. Who's the video editor? Ha ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Ink. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Hip-hop, hip-hop. Am I right, Hustler? You're not wrong, played by Valentino. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.